0: Hi, this is Sebastian Antonowicz. On my 5-Minute Psychology channel, I talk about psychology, mental health and self-development. And today I'd like to talk to you about anticipatory grief, which is grieving loss that hasn't happened yet. And naturally, sooner or later, each of us will have to face a very difficult situation when someone very important to us passes away and passing of someone important to us is always a very difficult and sometimes even traumatic experience. Grief is the expected reaction to it, of course, but many are not aware that our process of grieving can start long before the person dies. It could be a difficult to handle, and as difficult as the post-death grief. The first thing you should remember is to allow yourself to feel all sorts of emotions. It's hard to say goodbye when you realize that you will never see the loved person again. It's a very emotional time. And of course, you may feel sad, depressed, scared, angry, but also you may find yourself blaming the dying person or seemingly feel nothing at all or very little. If that happens, let, your fe- yeah, let yourself feel all that. This is the time to mourn. Do not try to bottle up these emotions. This would only prolong the process of mourning. You need to know it's okay to cry if you feel like it. Talk about your emotions. Feel free to stay at home for a few days. And if you feel these emotions are overwhelming, Consider going to a therapist who will help you deal with this difficult situation you are going through. Also, a good idea is to spend time with the dying person. In our hectic lives, every minute is valuable, but spending time with a dying loved one is priceless things like work and uh, sport entertainment and all other daily activities are sometimes really hard to give up on but their importance really fades in the magnitude of death while being paid less at the end of the month or missing out on the kids yearly kindergarten rendition of any musical are both type of a loss as well it may be worth it to reevaluate what we will find important years to come. You are right if you think that uh, spending time with a dying person is far from entertaining, and uh, it is not always pleasant, but this is one of these things that you rather need than want. A good idea is to say to the dying person everything you need to say, because perhaps this is the last time when you can speak to this person. So use it and share with them how important they have been in your life. It's time to say, I love you, or thank you, or I forgive you. And it is not always for them. Uh, You do it so that... After they die, you do not have this feeling that uh, you haven't said what you wanted. And uh, if you do want to say you love someone, say it as often as you can. I've never heard of anyone regretting saying it uh, too often to a dying person, but I have heard of many people regretting saying it not often enough. Another thing is to listen to the person. Whether the person wants to talk uh, to you about their emotions or about their medical condition or maybe about some financial responsibilities, be open to a conversation. Uh, While some things may seem not important for you, it may be relevant for them. So remember that their coping style may be totally different from yours and accept that. Whether they want to focus on their death or avoid the topic, let them feel understood and not being judged. Don't tell them by any chance how they should feel or what they should do. Listen carefully to learn what it is that they need from you. It's one of these moments when your own needs should be on the back burner for a while it's always a good idea to expect and accept unusual behaviors of the dying person. So decreased need for socializing, sleepiness, restlessness, disorientation, These are the behaviors that you can expect from a dying person, only to name a few. Uh, It is not necessarily because they don't want to spend time with you, or that they feel like uh, being alone altogether. Um, It's just that our metabolism slows down, our organs start switching off, and the lower oxygen level transported to the brain make people behave this way. Um, It can even cause them to be hallucinating, seeing people or objects that are not really there. If that happens, comfort them, hold their hand or massage their temple very gently. Speak to them softly, reassuring them that you are there for them. I think we should always inform all the friends and all the family of the dying person. And this is not to gossip behind the dying person's back or to make ourselves feel a little bit better and, you know, vent emotions by sharing this terrible news. It's more to let other people know it could be the last chance for them to say their goodbyes. It's fine if they don't feel like it, but uh, it's worth at least to give them a chance to do so. I would also advise visiting the dying person in turns. So disorientation, tiredness, worsening medical condition, all of these could make it difficult for the dying person to see many people at the same time. Consider that and make the necessary arrangements to let people visit the dying person in shifts. And depending on their frame of mind, uh, Two or three people visiting at one time could just be as much company as the person can handle. Of course, the most important thing is to be present and to be comforting. If you feel that you may not be strong enough to say your goodbyes directly, to apologize for what you have done or even say something particularly comforting, know that even your mere presence could be of high importance both for the dying person as well as for yourself. It seems that in these last moments of life being there is much more important than saying or doing something. So sit with the person, speak about some memories you are both very fond of or say nothing at all if you have no strength to do that. It still matters a lot that you are there. And the very important part is to let the person go. In the last days of our lives, our bodily functions gradually stop working. Our body prepares itself this way to stop. It is often a gradual and not a very dramatic process. This time is often used to close some earthly unfinished businesses. And the person may also need you, may also need your, your permission to let go. And uh, the feeling that you are going to be okay may be exactly what the person needs to pass away. So let the person know that you will be okay and that you will look after yourself very well. Another thing to remember is to look after yourself physically. Physically. Because knowing that someone you love is about to pass away is emotionally exhausting. And uh, it is a very powerful stressor which affects negatively our ability to relax. It means you may need more time to sleep and more time to unwind. Allow yourself more time for that. More time than usual at least. Your sleep could be disturbed as well, so you may find it difficult to fall asleep or you may have some uh, really vivid and tiring dreams. And when that happens, it may be hard to perform at your regular 100%. So take that into consideration and uh, do not try to do everything at once because you don't have to. And finally, talk about it. Grief and mourning helps us deal with the pain of loss and we normally feel better after some time, but in some people this process can take a lot of time. It's gradual, so don't expect to feel much better in a very short period of time. Talking about the future loss of someone you love, or have known for a long time, may help in the process of healing. There is nothing morbid about talking about someone's death. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It can help you working through your emotions. Being depressed after losing someone, is natural and uh, it usually ends on its own. If it doesn't, and uh, if you fear that uh, you may be suffering from some clinical depression, speak to your doctor about it. They should be able to offer one of many possible therapies. Now, I hope you found this interesting and informative and worth sharing with uh, people you like and the people you know. And I just wanted you to know that uh, I got interested in this topic because I noticed that in uh, psychological textbooks, there is not much about the anticipatory grief. So grieving the loss that hasn't happened yet. I hope it was useful for you. And if yes, please make sure to visit my YouTube channel, 5-Minute Psychology with Sebastian Antonowicz. And I will speak to you next time.